A lot of people believe that the keys to an amazing marriage and connection with their husband requires big moves or huge changes in their relationship, but that actually couldn't be farther from the truth. Now, okay, there might be some extreme situations where people have in their marriages that might require more effort or serious intervention, but for the most part, most of us can do it with very simple and consistent moves. Now, it's these small, consistent things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises in the Quran, right, for deeds that can actually happen in a relationship in a good way. But if done in a bad way, like they're neglected, they can chip away at our love and send it into dangerous places as a relationship. Now, today what we're going to talk about is kind of what happens when things go right. Because the good news is if you become more aware of what these small moves are, it's much more likely and in bigger ways that you're going to have a deep, long-lasting connection with your husband, inshallah ta'ala. And what we're going to talk about today is exactly how to do that step by step. Hello, assalamu alaikum, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim. I come to you twice a week on Mondays and Fridays on topics that you love. And we have started a new series now where we are helping women who are already in relationships with uh, men and are struggling in those relationships. So you're going to get a lot of tips on how to connect, be intimate, and stuff like that because these are the things that women are shy to ask for help for, and that's why we do them on the podcast. What happens is we get tons of private requests. And those requests get obviously respected and heard and then turned into public podcasts without naming names or anything like that. So happy to bring one of those to you today. Right before we start on the topic, just wanted to share three amazing things that are currently going on right now in the summer. Number one, we're having a sale uh, for the summer for probably about 48 hours on everything in our courses. And you can DM me if you want more information. But if you're on our email list, you got word of that. If you jump on my IG, you'll see mentioned there's a special, special coupon. You get a ridiculous amount of uh, money off of any course you've tried to be with us on before. Number two, we have opened the doors for registration for the Marriage Boost Challenge. Much like what I'm going to be mentioning in these podcasts when we talk about help with relationships. Like, how do you get a guy to listen to you? How do you get him to be the best friend you wish he was? How do you get to actually resolve problems between you and him or in-law issues or whatever it is? So those are things we're going to be covering with a ton of fun interaction on the three-day challenge. But people who are in now will get bonus um, lessons and things from me as well. And all this will take place live. So that's awesome because I get to connect with you guys face-to-face. And lastly, um, inside of Thrive this summer, we have a ridiculous amount of live events. We have 18. So if you wanted to get closer to Allah, increase your understanding of like the different things with the prophets or the Sira, we're covering things like that. We have like real life um, hacks and things with like how to, you know, stay fit, you know, and just take care of you. We're having pretty much a self-care summer. We have 18 different live events with, I don't know, like 10 different teachers. So you're going to love it on there and get inside. Again, I'll try to put these links below all in the description. And then also if you have any questions, you can DM me at Mindful Muslima on Instagram or my team at mindfulness um, at mindful dash muslima m-u-s-l-a-m-h dot com all right let's get started when most of us 
are young. We envision our marriage, right? It will be something beautifully done. We will be beautifully dressed and have this amazing wedding ceremony or party and have this guy who will sweep us off our feet and make us feel more beautiful and desired than ever. And for many of us, so much of our thoughts go into these micro moments of happiness during our wedding or shortly after. But most of us lack the guidance on how to find the guy, or once we do find him, kind of had to keep him with this amazing love full of intimacy and attraction. And a lot of Muslims in the community are really shy to say that their marriage right now isn't all that they thought it would be. Now, what if we marry a guy and it turns out that we don't connect on a deeper level? Because that's what a lot of us are experiencing, but not talking about it. What if there's no spark and no attraction actually inside of our marriage? Or what if um, there is at first because of the excitement of a new beginning, but then it slowly dies out and the reality of married life kicks in and everyone shows their true face. Yes, this is the nightmare we all fear, right? But what if for the Muslim community, it becomes the norm? This is something that everyone is doing. They're suffering silently in these loveless relationships that become every fear realized and we're trapped. So here's the thing. I've lived that life in my first marriage as people who have listened to my podcast will know. And I actually had no idea what I was doing. I had no guidance, no understanding of what to do or how to do it from my family. They just weren't, you know, privy to it. And after the honeymoon was over, I was left to face my reality. Now, long after a divorce and many years wiser and learning the right way to do things in the Quran, so now I understand how to choose a spouse the right way, but also now, which is what I want to focus on today, how to maintain a long relationship with that spouse by the Quran and Sunnah, because the whole point of marriage is to have this long life together, inshallah, right? So while today I won't be sharing how I found my husband, um, as I have shared in previous conversations, I will share how we maintain deep connections of love and attraction. And it doesn't include lavish getaways in the Maldives or an Instagram perfect life. It's actually a lot simpler than you think. And it's all kind of circled around these small, consistent things that will add up in big ways for your relationship. They increase intimacy, feelings of love and attraction. And for the purpose of this conversation, we'll call them bids. Now, we all know the hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And when he talks about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, loves the small, consistent deeds, right? And so it's kind of based on that in a way. And But what I never realized with that sunnah is that it has these incredible benefits for our relationships. Like, yes, that benefit for you doing this consistent deeds and in getting the reward from Allah can be for yourself. However, by just following that sunnah, there's all of these additional hidden benefits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never mentioned that end up becoming beautiful moments of ease and additional reward for the believer by having um, better relationships, especially like with their children or with their spouses. It's quite beautiful. And so let me explain exactly how it works. So the thing is, in Hollywood and Bollywood, we have 
seen these scenes and been distorted by our notions of romance and what makes passion really work. And watching your favorite Korean drama or Netflix, you know, heartthrob series, or like I said, Bollywood video, you get all teary-eyed with the idea that people in life can get to this, this state where they're just like gushing all over each other. Now, here's the thing. In real life, that's not how romance actually works. Romance is actually fueled less by these exciting scenes and is actually more so kept alive each time. The one spouse lets the other spouse know that they're valued. Or when they let that you feel like even though life is crazy and there's that grind of life, that you matter in these micro moments. In marriage, couples are always making bids for each other's attention, affection, humor, or support. And bids can be a minor ask for a back rub or just help carrying a burden on an incredibly busy day. When a spouse responds to each other's bids, either by turning towards them or away, it either breaks or builds a trust and emotional connection or passion between them. Now, as crazy as that sounds, romance is actually strengthened at the supermarket aisle. When your partner asks if we're at a juice and you answer by saying, I don't know, let me get some just in case since I know you like it, instead of struggling as if we're not really listening or too busy to care. It grows when your spouse is having a bad day at work and you take a few seconds when you see him come home or he does it to you out of your schedule to encourage one another with a back rub or just a really sweet text. In these small instances, spouses are making a choice to turn towards one another or away. Now, they've actually done huge studies on this stuff. And in fact, they found that couples who stayed married turned towards their partner's bids 86% of the time, while people who ended up divorced had done it only 33%. Now, what that tells us is that people who fail to answer one another's bids end up losing a deep connection to one another and kind of get on the road towards divorce. Now, in fact, we looked at marriage from the prophet, peace be upon him. Let's look at his particular situations and especially that epic scene of him coming from the cave when the angel Jibreel squeezed him and he was scared and he ran home to his wife Khadija anha, and his arms diving into her saying, cover me, cover me. And she did. She covered him and also gave him a reminder of how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves him and would never leave him. Now, that was just what we were speaking of. It was a bid. It was a bid that our mother, Radilanha, answered for our prophet, peace be upon him, in his time of need. How many of us have a rough day in the house or work and just wish someone would have open arms for us, a shoulder to cry on, or a kind word to remind us of why we should go on? Or how about even a mercy for us to not have to do something we normally would because we don't feel so good that day? These are simple, consistent bids that we can give to our spouse and they can give to us that make us to them or them to us feel more attracted and connected with every gesture. 
Now, in our house, my husband's the one who throws out the garbage, and we have special arrangements, right? It's become the norm in the house. Now, one day he came home, especially exhausted, and, you know, some pipes had broken at the restaurant. He'd spent the whole day cleaning a flood, and I saw him open the garbage pail to look inside, just thinking about how tired he was to wrap it up and walk around the outside of the house when he was already so exhausted. He sighed, and his shoulders fell in front of me. It was a bid to me. He wasn't doing it as an act. He wasn't asking me for help. He didn't even make eye contact with me, but I could see it on his face and his body. I looked at him and I said, I've got it today. Go take a shower and rest. He kissed me on my head, walked to the bathroom, and his bid was answered. Now, likewise, three weeks prior, I had a rather difficult day with the kids. For whatever reason, they didn't feel like cleaning. Their rooms finished their homework or getting along with one another, like, at all. And when he walked in the door to give me a salam, he could see the look on my face. Now, he asked me how I was, even though he seemingly already knew the answer. And I put my head down and almost cried. He hugged me and whispered in my ear, How about I take the kids to the park so you can have some time alone? He answered my bit, even though I didn't ask him to. Marriages are not perfect. In fact, they can be extremely challenging. But when things get tough, what do we remember? The good? The bad? Well, we remember the small kindnesses, the empathetic gestures, the mercies we show one another because we've been there and we know how hard it can be and we've taken the time to answer one another's bits. Or maybe we haven't. And so when things are rough, all we can think of is how difficult the other person has been with us. Now, many people, like I said, they think the secret to reconnecting with their spouse is a beautiful vacation and an exotic location that they probably can't afford. More a romantic outing that will just kind of turn up the heat. Now, if a couple has kept the pilot light burning this whole time by staying in touch with these small bits within the daily grind, it's actually much more likely that they will have deep, intimate, and honestly, really intimate connection. Now, the crazy thing about turning towards one another is that it's actually so easy to do. It only takes a small gesture to lead to one another turning towards one another. And in a snowball effect, like rolling down a hill, it can start small yet generous amounts of results. Now, I've noticed two situations in particular, though, and this is to understand that it's not always perfect. There's two situations that have stopped people, actually, interfered with a partner in turning towards one another and building this sense of love. So here's what you can do to prevent that in your relationship. Now, the first one I want to mention is definitely missing the bid. Now, you think because I've explained what a bid is, you know, it might be easy to not miss it. But the truth is, it can sometimes be wrapped up in anger or negative emotions. A spouse may not recognize when their partner is making a bid for a connection because it sounds so negative. Sound familiar? Sometimes in their negativity towards us, a hidden plea for help can sound like something we're not trying to answer at all with mercy. For example, um, Sarah says to her husband, Ahmed, in exasperation, would it ever occur to you to clear the table when it's dirty? Or do you just expect me to always do it by myself every day? Now, Ahmed might not hear her plea for help, her bid. Instead, he's going to hear criticism for him as a man 
not helping instead of her deep need for support that day? Well, he might answer to her instead of answering her bid. Well, do you ever fill up the gas tank after you drive the car? But what if instead Ahmed said, oh, you're right. It seems like you need help today. He would score enormous points and probably even get a sigh of relief from his wife. But sometimes it's wrapped up in emotions, hiding the pain or struggle that's beneath them. So one thing that stops couples from turning towards one another is when a bed is wrapped up in emotion and the other person can't see through that emotion for what it really is. The second thing that I see people, um, you know, stopping themselves from connecting is noticing that bids are getting wrapped up in the phones, in the internet. It's great that we can connect with people all over the world and know what's happening at the blink of an eye, but there's also a downside to this type of connectivity online. It can distract us from important connections that are needed to be made right in front of us with those that we love and should have deep relationships with, like our spouse or our children. Now, I get it. We need to check things like emails and text messages that have been waiting for us all day. But sometimes we don't actually have to check them as much as we do. They're actually sort of an addiction or a distraction, and it becomes a habit. And sometimes couples unconsciously use devices as self-distractions during a marital conflict, for example. A spouse who's anxious about communication with their other spouse may use their phone to shut down interaction. Instead of leaving the room or changing the subject, the major shift of their attention could end up being on their iPad or phone. Now, this leaves the other person feeling rejected and unheard. The sister or brother needed their spouse to hear their bit at the moment, but the other one was too busy on their phone and turned away from the other and lost that chance to reconnect. So as you can see, it's extremely easy for us to get connected as there's plenty of times where one or the other spouse is going to need support. But every time we turn away, Because emotion is wrapped up in those words. Or every time we get lost and distracted by the outside world or our phones, we feel our marriage slipping away inch by inch until one day we wake up and don't even know our spouse anymore. And we can't remember the last time there was a laugh or passion between us or that the other one made us smile. Now, the difference for me today is the day I chose every day to stop and say, you know what, from now on, it's my responsibility within my circle to pay attention to answering the bids of others and helping them understand my bids. But what if you feel like you're the only one trying? What if you feel like, hey, that sounds great, but he's not answering most of my bids and I'm trying to answer his and I've become lonely and things have become distant. I get you. There's a good answer for that too. And it lies in communication and a better way for it to happen. Because sometimes that in and of itself can use a facelift, so to speak. But that's for a future conversation. And if any of this sounds like something you want to hear more about, you're always free to DM me or check my website, www.mindful-muslima.com, where we teach women how to do these things step-by-step all the time. Until the next time, keep those eyes open for bids and know that each one answered on the other side is one step closer to that beautiful marriage you've always dreamed of in your childhood.